talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, very good friend of mine, and I always say very good friend of mine, and they're usually not, but this one actually kind of is. (laughs) Am I? He is a hilarious stand-up comedian. You might know him from... As a finalist on America's Got Talent, last comic standing, he has a fantastic comedy special called Please Like Me, and you can see him live performing at a club near you. He tours a lot. He is one of my favorite comedians to watch live. He is my friend Taylor Williamson. Wait, I I started off as your very good friend, and I just got demoted to, to a friend. Well, as I started reading that, I was like, oh, I didn't know any of these things about him. Maybe I'm not a good friend And then I went to, he's just a friend. Mm, That's all right, though. We have a past, though. We used to tour together. We've done some shows together. We did a show together once. We did a show together once. And actually, we ate together afterwards at a Chili's, I believe. Yeah, that was like 11 years ago. That was, I think that qualifies us as very good friends. (laughs) I care about you. (laughs) I care about you, too. I think the word friend is overused. I think good friends should be redundant. When I'm president, I, I I really think... Uh, that I could change the world in many ways if everyone listened to me. I think acquaintance and friends should be the words. I don't think acquaintance should be a negative word either. I think we're friends, but I don't. But I think good friends should be like it's really obnoxious, honestly. But right now, it's in today's society, it's not because it's still acceptable. But when my rules are done, it, no one's going to say that. Thank you for your time. Anyway, let's take a look at your fridge. <laughs> by the way, I'm going to be the worst guest you've ever had on this thing. Wait, first of all, I want to go back to the friend thing. First of all, that's not true because you are a very, very good close friend of mine. And because of that, that's going to have a completely different vibe. But also, I will say this. I hate most stand-up comedians or I'm just like, I don't want to interact with most of them. So the fact yeah. that I actually enjoy interacting with you puts you in a higher caliber within the stand-up comedian world. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love it. No, when in comedian world, we're like lovers, basically. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, yeah, whatever, okay, next, next yeah, topic. No, no, we're lovers. No, this, this I, 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 I'm having a tough time holding back on the fridge pick because this might be the funniest fridge pick that we've ever had on the podcast. You guys can see Taylor's fridge. I highly recommend you see it. Even if you don't normally see the fridge pics, go on my Instagram at standupdan and check out this fridge pic. Here's your fridge. Now, by the hope- way, it's not a fridge, it's a sub-zero, by the way. You don't call it a fridge? Well, it's not a fridge. What do you mean? The sub-zero. They're not refrigerators. How is that so? Wow. What? Wow. Look at you. I'm schooling you. You're schooling me on a fridge podcast. Explain. Well, it's not a fridge. It's a sub-zero. Yeah, but you, you keep saying that, and that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> I, I don't know. I had a guy. I paid a guy way too much money to come fix this thing that came with my, my home, and uh, and he's like, it's not a refrigerator. It's a sub-zero. So I, I paid a lot of money for it, so I, uh, I continue that. I don't ask questions like you. I don't ask questions. I'm like, (laughs) this is the most pretentious thing you've ever done in your life. You won't call your refrigerator a refrigerator. You call it a a sub-zero. 
What do you mean? It's it's a it is a refrigerator. I'm looking it up. I know a girl whose sister works for the company, and she validated that it's not a refrigerator. Yeah, but that's like someone saying, "I don't drive a car; I drive a Porsche." It's like saying, "I don't drive a car; I drive a uh, uh, a giraffe." Oh my God! Wait, Andrew just sent me something. The difference between refrigerators and thank you. What is the difference between Sub Zero and regular refrigerators? Oh, it's a thing. Sub-Zero brand heritage, that doesn't count. Stainless steel panels, that doesn't count. It's still a refrigerator. Is it like it's not TV, it's HBO? (laughs) (laughs) This is why we love Andrew. I agree. This is bullshit, dude. These are all like actual fridge things. It's like, yeah, we have drawers and coolers. So what? It's just a fucking, it's still a fridge. You just have a fancy fridge. I I don't want to fight with you. This is like it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. (laughs) (laughs) DiGiorno is not delivery. That's you know that's a great analogy because DiGiorno is not delivery. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go to your Sub Zero. Okay. Wait, I might be wrong about this because the Sub Zero website might use the word refrigerator. Your Sub Zero. Oh, it's, it's refrigeration, but it's not a refrigerator. Oh my that's God, Taylor! I swear to God, this is the fact that you you are a grounded human being. The fact that you're buying into this. I have one nice thing in my house, and it's this thing that came with it. So what is I'm it? Gonna, what is that thing called? I have, a, I have a few assets. You know what an asset is? Yes. I got a few. I shouldn't tell people to have in my house. They're gonna break in. I don't have anything nice in my house. Yeah, they're gonna break in. And be like, "Where's the fridge?" You're gonna be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> they have a gun to my head. Where's the fridge? I don't have a fridge. I get shot because I have integrity. Taylor's last words were, "I don't have a." Fridge. Fridge. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't have a fridge. And then I go to hell. And God, I'm, t- I'm negotiating with Satan. I'm like, I it's I swear on God, but it's uh, sub zero. <laughs> well, your fridge might be very upscale, but what you have in your fridge is extremely downscale, including your puppy. Your dog, your dog is in your fridge. And, you know, I mentioned to people, don't stage the fridge. Just leave it as it is, which makes me assume that your dog lives in the Sub-Zero. I would never stage a fridge. Your you dog. Tell, <laughs> I have trash in there. You can tell that it's not. I did stage. I'll be honest. I threw fruit in the bottom. That was my staging, honestly. Well, that's pretty obvious. I mean, it looks very like there's two bananas. First of all, bananas aren't supposed to go in the fridge. Well, I was going to tell you a story that like, yeah, like I like to put them in the fridge before I eat them. Why? You like cold bananas? Which actually is a good idea. So I came, I actually started a thing by staging. (laughs) I'm going to do that from now on. I'm going to put them in like for like the night before I eat them. You like a cold banana? Yeah. I get that. It's a warm food. But I have like more that's not in there. But they get fruit flies if you don't put them in there. Well, you have a whole, that's true. You have a whole box. But if you put them in there, they turn brown like very quickly. Yeah. So I got to eat them today. (sighs) We have a banana party. Sounds weird. Nothing wrong with that, though. It sounds wonderful. Sounds sounds beautiful. The whole top row, the whole top row of the Sub Zero is occupied by (laughs) a like to go burger. Do you want to guess what's in there? Uh, Is it like surprised? It's not what you think it is. Is it like a sandwich you got from Whole Foods or something? No. What is it? That's your guess. You done guessing? Oh, uh, is it a hamburger from somewhere? No. Is stupid idiot. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, for anyone not watching, it's a clamshell to-go thing that normally has sandwiches and burgers in it. It's recyclable, too. Recyclable. It's, like it's made of recycled. It's that color. It's like that hemp color. It's a kale salad. Oh, God. What happened to you, Taylor? When did you become so, like, 
You're like you mad at me? Yeah, you're very like. You'd be impressed, like wow, good for you. I thought it was a burger. <laughs> well, th- it's a kale. It's a kale salad masquerading as a burger. It's not burger. Yeah, but that that it shouldn't be in that. I feel like you're mad at me. I need support. Okay, <laughs> clearly I'm going through a lot in my life. <laughs> By this fridge, this fridge is a cry for help. It really is. I used to have more. I had an incident. Oh, Remember what a, my incident? Oh no, what happened, Taylor? Don't make this a bummer. This is like a fun food podcast. Well, I don't. I don't. I'm not looking for judgment. I don't like. I'm. I don't mind being silly bachelor guy, but I don't want to be bullied. That's not like what I what I like. Okay. 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 Or yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have all. I listen. You have all these like super celebrities on your thing, and like they'll have the nicest thing because they have wives, right? And they have kids and stuff. I'm just a man with a. I have a. I have a child, and you see, and I keep in my refrigerator, <laughs> my Sub Zero, but um, my refrigeration system. Don't you but, dare call it a refrigerator. <laughs> thank you. It's a refrigeration unit. But so my freezer was frozen shut. I used to have all these things in there, mostly in the freezer, honestly. And then my freezer was frozen shut. It wouldn't open. Have you ever had that problem? No, because I don't have a Sub Zero. I have a normal fucking fridge that works. So what would you do? What would you do if your freezer was frozen shut? What would you, what would your what would you do? My gut would say I would unplug it and let it thaw out a little, and then open it, and then figure yeah. out what the issue is. That's great. So what I did last time is I had my Krav Maga superstar cousin come over, and he opened it, and that was pretty cool. And um, but then this time I'm a man. I got to do it myself. So I I turned it off. And then I went out of town for a couple of days, and I was just gonna reset my refrigeration unit, you know, mm-hmm. and start from scratch. It's just yeah. a reboot, you know. Yeah, you take the you paperclip know? and you put it in the little hole in the back of the fridge, and it resets the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, just gonna live that life. <laughs> but the problem, this is kind of not fun for anyone, mostly for me. But I came back. I so I left for three days, and I came back, and I figured it'll be fine because everything's closed. But like everything leaked from the freezer to the bottom because I had like bags of fruit and stuff. Yeah, and everything melted and leaked to the bottom, and it was a devastating crime scene. Oh no! Did you have like floor damage? Did it come out? I don't know about floor damage, but my soul was damaged. It was not a good situation. Wait, so that's the incident? I thought it was going to be like a car accident or oh, okay. I thought like a, right. a like I mean, a really awful breakup. Your incident was that your freezer thawed out and there was liquid liquid in your freezer. But it was like disgusting. No, there's liquid in the on the floor. It was like. It was gross. It was on the floor. On my floor in my kitchen, yeah. But it's tile. It didn't like go through wood or anything. No, but it was disgusting. Cleanup is gross. You and you asked about this incident. Like I should have known about it. Like, did you publicize this? Was this a big thing? <laughs> Listen, you know, we we all have our own peaks are different. Like Steven Spielberg's peak is different than my peak. You know, so my peak was when my refrigeration unit uh, was unplugged and. Gross stuff got over my floor. Anyway, so I'm I'm starting over, baby. So you're starting over, it's a clean slate. I'm starting over. I've been on the road, so like I don't. I'm not filling up my fridge for this wonderful podcast. I'm honored to be on. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You told me not to stage it, so I didn't go shopping to stage it, buddy. What is? You know, I did. Where did I you move the butter? And then you got pizza. What is this pizza from? There's a whole box of pizza in here. Yeah, a it's whole, empty too. There's a whole. It's an empty box. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. It's just. For like stage, uh, like staging. Well, I, staged it for, I staged it for me like two weeks ago. Okay, and then there's like a there's a 
there's a prime prime pizza by the way you ever go to prime oh pizza? actually i really like prime pizza that's eliza schlesinger's husband's spot he owns it yeah i forget his name but he owns it she's been she's been a guest in the pod and we were talking about it wow very highly rated pizza and very very good pizza listen i'm a big deal now now i get some respect or not yeah i'll give you respect for that but i'm about to take it away for this bread that you have here you have like a very like generic honey wheat loaf even like the graphics on the bag are just like subpar it's called a bachelor loaf which is a very sad name for a loaf of bread this is kind of mean what does that mean bachelor loaf i don't listen i travel and i don't have time to eat the whole thing and i just i bought the sliced meat at whole foods and next to it was this half loaf of bread i was like that's great so i'm gonna finish that whole thing oh that's why it's called a bachelor loaf because it's half a loaf actually i never knew that that's pretty interesting why are you I'm, being I'm, so nasty i'm back i start nasty and then i end up loving and then is this butter behind your dog what's your dog's name it's betty 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 so betty is covering up this organic butter that you have it's guacamole oh it's guacamole you buy, uh, you don't, you won't make your own guac, buddy. Look, look what you're dealing with, buddy. Well, I'm also dealing with someone who buys just food for dogs' food, which is which for those is... of you who don't know. In LA, there is a place called Just Food for Dogs, and it is a actual standalone storefront place. Are a you talking? Your tone. You need to change with, your tone. With huge windows. You need to and, change your tone, sir. And there's chefs in there who all they do is cook food for dogs, which you gotta imagine. Those chefs, how awful did they do in culinary school where the job they get is to cook, you know... Cook for the most wonderful creatures on the (laughs) planet and keep them healthy and alive? What is... I don't like this tone. I was joking earlier. This is upsetting me. (laughs) You don't have a... Do you hate dogs? Are you one of the people that's scared of dogs? You're scared of dogs. I don't hate dogs, but you and I... Okay, you know what? You know what? Let's talk about the elephant in the room here, Okay. You and I go back and forth on Instagram secretly in DMs, and we're bringing oh, our. Oh, I forgot about this. We're bringing it out into the open. I'm not a huge fan of rescue dogs. <laughs> Dude, you just lost every one of your listeners. <laughs> this is like, it's like saying the N word, because no one says the N word anymore. The new N word, I mean, it's, I'm, awful people do, but it's not as popular. Maybe it's more popular. I'm, like, I'm making a bad decision. Our this is good. Apart. I like that you're doing this because now we're both going down together. Apart. No, I'm, no I'm, still say, I'm, I'm still saying you're the new racist for hating rescue animals. The racists are still here. Anyways, it's you're basically like a racist, though. I'm not. I think that the problem with rescues is that. Most of them, a lot of them, are like fucked up in the head. And then now you got this dog that you bought to make you more social. And now you go to the dog park and it starts like, you know, it's weird and it starts biting other dogs and it starts like hanging out in the corner because it doesn't want to be social. And now you've got this weird dog that you're taking care of that is not fun and is not social. And you have to pretend like you really love it because you're stuck with it. uh, was that your experience? No, I've never owned a dog. You know what? That ex- explains it. Trump never had a dog either. There's, some, there's a character in people who have never had a dog, and I see it. So now you're comparing me to Trump because I, anyone who hasn't had a dog... You're like the president. I'm saying like you're like the president. It's amazing. <laughs> what a, that's, that's wonderful. But it's funny to me that you get a rescue. You got, you got your shelter dog. Rescue shelter dog. You're saying that like derogatorily. Well, we all know that you got it just so that you can show the world that you're a good person. I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do comedy for a year. So I was like, how else do I make the world, bring the world joy? I'll get the cutest animal on the planet 
and uh, make videos of me riding my bike with her, and we're both loving it. She's got celebrities following her Instagram at Betty the Puppy Doggy. No, we're not several, promoting. We're not promoting. We are not promoting the dog's Instagram on this podcast. And she Please. eats. She the food Andrew she cut eats that is, out. The cut food that she out. It's very expensive because she's four point six pounds. It's not expensive for her. It's actually great. It works. It's great for so she can eat like dog caviar. And have the healthiest skin and have the healthiest brain and soul. And you honestly think, honestly, and this is this is an honest question. And I know we're going off topic here because this is a food topic about human food, but we'll get into dog food. Oh, I think it's very, I think it's so pretentious to say like, oh, first of all, they're dogs. Any other country in the world, no one's treating their dogs like how we do in America and especially in LA. No one's giving their dogs organic food, this and that. They're giving them scraps. They're giving them bones. They're giving them this and that. You know, they kick them and then they go to bed. And like... this Only? is some weird. This is some weird <laughs> therapy stuff you got to work on, buddy. I love you because we're good friends. I can tell you that you hate dogs for some reason. I actually very much love dogs, and my ex's dog was a rescue, That's what it is. That's and I was what it is. so in love with that dog. Now you're like a, you're like a guy who said the N word and says, "I have a black friend." <laughs> That's what you're doing right now. Listen. The rescues that I love, I'm absolutely in love with. But please say as a, nice about Betty, please. Oh, Betty's actually very cute. And I look at that. I, I actually Do Betty see. looks very cute. Betty looks like like um okay, and I mean this in the best possible way. Careful. Like if like a rat had like a like went into like a radioactive, like, you know, had like a Chernobyl incident and then came out. And then it was like, oh, it's so much cuter than a rat now because of the, you know, the uh, effects of the radiation. That's what, that's what she looks like. No. What do you mean? That was good. That was nice. I said she looks better. For those of you listening, this is what she looks like. You know, there's like a hot chick, but it's like a basic hot chick. Like someone's like, draw a hot chick. You'd be like, yeah. But then there's like alien hot chicks that are like really in right now. You're like, is she hot? I don't know. Is she hot? But then like you see Shia LaBeouf is dating her. Like, oh, I guess she's hot. That's my, that's Betty. That's actually not a bad description of Betty. Thank you. Okay. And then next to Betty, you have uh, Earth Balance. So you don't do I not do that from the side of to the front. I did stage that honestly. Do you not do real butter? Are you not a real butter person? I feel like your dog eats better than you do is what I'm gathering here. Your dog's no. food is actually more like I'm, Listen, I'm down for this silly, but in sincerity, I eat out most of the time. That's what's happening. Oh, okay. And I'm traveling, so my you sh- shouldn't have me on your podcast, honestly. No, let's talk about that because this podcast is all about your relationship to food. So you eat out most of the time. Do you go to restaurants? Do you go to restaurants alone? Well, I've been in a pandemic, buddy, so I've been like six restaurants in the last uh, two years. <sighs> Pandemic's over, bro. Dude, you're such a like hardcore Republican. We're learning so I'm much not, about you. Wow. That, you're not a hardcore Republican if you think if you're like going out now. I went to Formosa Cafe the other day. I didn't know it was a Chinese food restaurant. Did you know that? I did, and actually. They they, they revamped it right before the pandemic. It used to be like a kind of old faithful, old school Chinese American restaurant. And then uh, they kind of hipsterified it right before the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened. But it was nice. It was fun in there. Yeah. Um, you ever do those comedy shows there? No, I haven't. They used to have a lot of comedy shows. They, they still do. I just learned. All right. So you're still scared of COVID. So you're not going to restaurants. No, I, I was, I'm just getting back into it. But um, I haven't been going to restaurants for a couple of years. I mean, like I went to like Blue Jam. A lot of outside stuff. Like I went to... I got, I went. I got brunch the other day at Blue Jam. You ever go to Blue Jam? I hate Blue Jam. 
was so mean. With such a passion. And I've never eaten there, I'll be honest. But the fact that there's a line always to get in there for like basic diner food, I don't understand. Explain it to me. I'm not like, I'm not a foodie as you are, but uh, you know, they have a, now they have a thing I've never heard of before because I, I, I don't like these places where you can't make a reservation. So you just wait in line for an hour and like you just, it's like normal. It's crazy to me. And, uh, but I was, my friend was out of town and we were able to like, walk around Melrose and stuff. So it's nice. And, uh, uh, but they have a thing on Yelp. You can leave it. You can on Yelp now. There's like a wait list thing on there. So I, I, I imagine other restaurants are doing that too. It's like a Yelp wait list, so you can make a reservation. Interesting. I'm sure that's a that's. There's a lot of interesting things that are happening post pandemic with restaurants that are like things that the pandemic kind of fast forwarded into high gear, like the QR code menu thing. I don't like it. I actually hate it too because I'm a huge proponent of when I go out to eat with someone, phones away. <laughs> They have all these rules. You're like I John do. Cena. You know, you know John Cena? Yeah, does he have a lot of rules? Well, like, I guess if you eat in his house, you have to ha- dress up nice. Really? Yeah, like, even like him, like, the story is that, like, him and his, like, girlfriend, like, and, and they have friends, like, they have to, like, dress nice to, like, sit down for dinner or something like that. Oh my God, I need to get John Cena as a guest. But you're like, you're like that. I have some rules. I mean, I just think it's rude. Here's, I think it's rude when people are just, like, on their phones, even if the phone is on the table facing up. And like, you know, anytime there's like a glow coming from it, I hate that. I also don't like when people pull their phones out to show you like a funny video or a funny picture while you're eating. It's like, yeah, I get it. There's funny things on the internet, but we're here to connect and to eat with each other. Hmm? Oh, are you not paying attention to me? <laughs> Sorry, I'm on my phone here. That was a bit, buddy. Oh, I thought you were taking a picture of, of us. No, I was doing a media. bit where I was picking up my phone. Andrew. Oh. No. <laughs> Andrew, help me. What What do you need help with? He's not listening at all. No, I, I got it. the joke. I just, I don't know <laughs> well, if like, playing into it or not. I don't think he's playing it. Let's do director's commentary on this podcast. I don't think that Dan is playing into the bit. I wasn't playing into the bit. It's tough to tell sometimes if he's, if he knows the joke <laughs> is on him or if he's just laughing to just sort of get by. Andrew, oh. Andrew can I, can you tell me, do you find that, uh, that, uh, Andrew's being lovely, but do you find that uh, Daniel's being a little bit of a, a cyber bully here? Is it just cyber because we're on Zoom, or is he a cyber bully in real life too? Uh, okay, now you're annoying me too. Honestly, all right. Back honestly, to can I tell you something? This is—I feel like I have these. I get I with the people that I love. I become a little bit more of a bully because if it's people that I don't really know, I'm like, so what are what are your food habits? You know what I mean? Like if this was John Cena, you'd be like, I love the fridge, love that you take care of your dog. We got to take care of our loved ones, and uh, <laughs> yes. it's a beautiful thing that you're supporting local businesses. And thank you, John. Tell everyone where they can find you <laughs> on the socials. <laughs> Does your dog have an Instagram you like to plug? <laughs> we would love to plug the dogs and stuff. Uh, do you have like when you're on the road? Do you have like a place that is your your go to meal? Do you have yes. a or or you play it by ear everywhere you go. Yes, it's uh, it's called uh, Cracker Barrel. Do you like a Cracker Barrel? Yeah, I didn't grow up with it. So like the rare times I'm in a town with a Cracker Barrel, it's very exciting for me. Like I just went to my first Cracker Barrel in like two years and it brought me all the joy in Texas. Amazing. I actually, there's two things at Cracker, Cracker Barrel that I really love. One is the chicken fried steak, which I didn't even know. It's a weird named dish. It's a chicken fried steak. Mm-hmm. Why they can't just call it fried steak? They have to say chicken fried steak. Like it's a chicken, it's a steak that's fried as in the style of fried chicken. They have chicken fried chicken too. Which again, ch- why not just fried chicken? Yeah, it's weird. 
you know? You don't, I don't question, though. You question, which is probably good. But It's funny. I was just in Portugal, and I, was, uh, I went to this restaurant, and I'm like, what is this sausage here? And she goes, yes, that is called a Jew sausage. And I was like, uh, do tell. <laughs> Why is it called Jew sausage? And that's where she goes, in a back a long time ago when they were hunting the Jews, uh, if the Jew, if someone is not eating sausage, then they assume maybe they are Jewish because no pork, so they hunt them. But instead, the Jews would make a sausage with chicken so that people think they're eating sausage, but it's chicken, it's not pig. What? And I was like, and I was like why can't you just call it chicken sausage? Jesus Christ. Why do you have to call it Jew sausage? Oh my God. And I'm like, I just want to enjoy my dinner here. And now I'm hearing about hunting Jews. You know, sometimes they, they trick you too because they put like pork uh, wrapping around the chicken. Well, yeah, the casing is, is usually pork. Yeah, so you eat like a chicken sausage, but it's wrapped in pork. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it probably was too. It absolutely, it, it really was. I'm sure back in the day with the Jews that were being hunted, uh, they probably didn't use. They probably used the lamb casing. You know what I like about you is you have no, you have no fear to acknowledge that you're Jewish while you're talking about Jew sausage. Like this is where I would go. By the way, I'm Jewish, so I can say the Jew sausage. You're just like whatever. People, can, it's because good for rating. Oh, because your fan base is all these like racists. I see. I see. Wow. You don't. Why do you s- First of all, I have the best fan base ever. It's all like. No, but it's also good people too. It's very. There's good people on both sides. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your favorite fan? Who's my favorite fan? Um. My my favorite fan is Lindsay. She is a cigar salesman out of Pennsylvania. She runs cigar.com. And she always like proofreads my Instagram posts whenever I post about these. And she's like, oh, you spelled this wrong. Or Dan, you spelled that wrong. And she's, uh, she's great. Lindsay, would you please talk to Daniel about loving animals? Thank you. I love animals, but they just have to be aesthetically pleasing. But you don't like, you don't like animals with mental illnesses? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, this is because... You, you have to have a nice, classy refrigerator when a girl comes over because you don't have a cute puppy. Wait, you're telling me that if you had a choice between I want a puppy that is a, you know, that it has a good temperament and a puppy that is a loose cannon that God knows when it's going to start biting people and going crazy. <laughs> and every time the doorbell rings, it's just going to start pissing. You're telling me that you'd prefer that one over the good temperament one? I would pick the crazy dog that would eat a child if I had a child, yeah. <laughs> No, that is a wild. I don't want to. I hate to validate what you're saying. It is wild, though, that you go to a shelter and they make you sign paperwork that says, I mean, it's not an enforceable contract by any means, but like, right. They make you, but if you, if you want them to pick you, you have to sign the paperwork that's saying, it says, like, under what circumstances would you give the dog up? And then you have to, and it's like, if a dog bit somebody, if the dog was, on the f- carpet or whatever and it's a trick and you have to go under no circumstances would I give up this dog and right like I met this dog for like two and a half hours and I had to be like I'll, I'll have you for the rest of my life <laughs> right not the rest of her life the rest of my life which is interesting because you figure the people that are going to go adopt a dog in general are very very good people right 
And so, like, why make the barrier for entry so difficult? Well, I think it's because a lot of people are irresponsible. I mean, I asked about it, actually. Like, a lot of people are irresponsible. They don't want people bringing it back to the shelter. Right. And, they, uh, yeah, people suck, honestly. I mean, it's really, the stories are terrible. Like, uh, adopt, don't shop, everybody. Don't listen to Dan. I am going to be rescuing a Cavalier King Charles for $5,000 from a breeder. <laughs> <laughs> the monster. So I can... I can look like Charlotte from Sex and the City. Are you getting a dog? Um, you know, I I, I kind of do go back and forth with it a lot. I really I love dogs, and I really want to get a dog. The joy that this dog brings me, and like the emotional support stuff, is so real. It is. I am in love with this thing for the difficulties that she brings in my life. Even just like I'm traveling, what do I do? You know? Yeah. Like it's worth. It's all worth it. Well, that's the thing. It's like everyone tries to talk you out of it because they're like, dude, you travel all the time. You move around that's all the time. Say. You this that's and that. What they say. And it's like, yeah, I do, but whatever. I'm also rich, so I can afford to, you know. No, I'm kidding. I would never. I would just like put it in the closet. That's a rich. I put it in the closet with like a bowl of food for a week and. (sighs) (laughs) Betty, you're never allowed in his house. You stay away from him. Wait, Taylor. I feel like you live very close to me. Where do you live? Tell the tell tell the guests what your address is. Don't worry about tell, it. At tell all. tell the listeners. Don't no. I live in uh, <laughs> in Santa Monica. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. I thought you were in West Hollywood because of uh, Just Food for Dogs and because of that Formosa place. And I'm just saying Santa Monica, so I don't get murdered. Oh, okay. Chicken fried steak isn't just an interesting name. It has a very interesting history. The dish became popular in the 1800s in Texas, and it's thought to have been a fusion of Southern cuisine and the new cuisine brought to the area by German-Austrian settlers. So chicken fried steak has less to do with fried chicken and more to do with Wienerschnitzel. That must have been a kooky name change. Please, sir, try this Wienerschnitzel. I ain't gonna eat nothing with the name Wiener in it. That there is a steak fried like a chicken. It's a chicken fried steak, and that's that. So Cracker Barrel, what do you normally get at the Cracker Barrel? Oh, the other thing I love at Cracker Barrel is uh, fried okra that they do, which is so good and one of my favorite southern treats that you can't find everywhere. Look at you, foodie guy eating the... I thought I, thought I was going to get judged when I brought up the Cracker Barrel and I get no. any love and respect. I'll rarely judge someone for a place. I mean, I did judge you for Blue Jam Cafe, but that's just because... But you've never been there. You just don't like the line because it's popular. Yeah, but it's popular and the... I don't know. The food just seems very basic. I don't get it's it. Good. It just seems like a scene. Brunch scenes to me are, are weird. I don't I don't get them. Yeah. I'll go to Blue Jam with you. Should we go to I mean, are we going to be friends after this? I can't really tell. I thought we're good friends. <laughs> I thought we are good friends. We are good friends. I don't think we're going to eat together, but we could get coffee. I think it would stress me out to eat with you. Really? You're like you're eating that. That's what you're ordering? No, you I would never do that. That's it's what you're funny. putting on your on your tongue? People think I'm so judgmental when like you just when I go to tax my refrigerator, my sub zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so angry. I almost called it a refrigerator. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna start asking you the questions that I ask every guest towards the end of the podcast. I looked at the list. You're gonna be so mad at me. Okay, let's see. What is your earliest food memory? I, I don't even know how to answer that. I don't oh, milk from my Jesus. mother's bosom. <laughs> you remember that? You actually remember sucking on your mother's teats and it, tasting the milk? It was like two months ago. <laughs> I mean, they say breast milk is very good for your immune system, so I'm not judging. In this pandemic, we need all the help we can get. I don't have, like, early... Like, the things that are important to me... Like, my earliest memory is, in general, is... I guess it's kind of like food, but it's... 
I guess it's an early food memory. It's my earliest memory. So Jake the Snake Roberts putting the snake on uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, and he's like biting him. Okay, so how is that food? Because he's eating him. Okay. I think that counts. Um, Andrew, that counts, right? I I think we'll let that go. I, I have to go with Dan on this. That doesn't count. Unless you, if you... Oh, I think it counts, actually. Now I'm starting to make it count. I think, now that I think about it... You didn't say, like, what's your fa- first time eating a food that you liked, you know? Did it affect the way that you eat or anything, or...? I don't eat macho men. There you go. So... And the yeah. other one, it would be, like, my mom going going to, like, McDonald's with my mom... Or going to like Burger King with my mom and her asking for chicken chicken McNuggets and me being so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, they're just nuggets here. Ah, mom. I'm like hiding in the backseat. That's very funny. Oh, your poor mother just wanted to get you nuggets. Dude, that you ever have family do that move? It's so like trashy. I'm like, what we have a reputation and like they're gonna <laughs> see us again. And then also getting like getting the girl to this is now not a problem anymore. Now it's a beautiful thing. But back in our day when we had staunch gender roles that we were forced to embrace hard um, because of society and stuff. Um, like you get like they have like the Hot Wheels toys and the Barbie toys, and you get the hot you get the Barbie toy and the Happy Meal. Yeah. And then you're like, Mom, you gotta go back and change it. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. I I, my memories of my mom, I have a memory of my mom and McDonald's as well because she was always obsessed with the fish fillet. She still is obsessed with the uh, fish fillet sandwich. And that has become one of my favorite McDonald's go-tos. I'm very impressed, by the way. I didn't think you'd be, I, like, I was scared to tell you that I like, I like Chipotle, you know? No, man. I, wow. Listen, I love Chipotle. I love wow. fast food. I'm, I'm, I, I am... Wow, who are you? <laughs> I just got shamed by my normal friend who doesn't have a cooking show or a cooking food podcast. And he was like, you eat Chipotle? That's tra- You're from San Diego. That's that's Walmart or Mexican food. Wow, that was a lot to unpack there. But I, you know, first of all, apologies to all of our San Diego listeners. We don't think you're trashy. No, I'm from... What? Wait. I'm from San Diego. He was mocking me, shaming me because I'm from uh, the uh, uh, American Tijuana, the Tijuana of America, San Diego. Right. So, right. You know what I'm saying? We're like Mexico's Tijuana, you know? Right, right, right. Got it. I understand. Yeah. Except Carlos Santana doesn't live in San Diego. He lives in Tijuana. Ray Mysterio Jr. lives in San Diego. Isn't Santana dead? No. I think Santana's dead. Meatloaf is dead. Meatloaf is dead. That's like your food podcast. Uh, Meatloaf would have been a good guest. This should be our new podcast. Is he dead? And all we do is talk about people like... No, but you got to reboot and only have guests who are have names of food in their names. Like Meatloaf, um, Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. Carlos Santana's still alive. Yeah, don't spread, don't spread false information. I don't know it's typical for your fan base to embrace that kind of stuff. But. <laughs> Just because my fan base goes to, first of all, everyone's vaxxed. everyone's boosted. <laughs> I dude, I there's someone listening who's just, you just they're like, I'm not vaxxed and boosted. <laughs> Bill Maher's not boosted. You just want to, you just are you, you're a big uh, COVID shamer, huh? You like the COVID shame? Um, yeah, I think I'm done. I don't really care anymore. About the podcast? No, about COVID shaming. I did a lot of COVID shaming in the beginning. Now it's like, yeah, if you die, it's on you. It's not really my my fault anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, because you got COVID, huh? I did get COVID, yeah. You did get it? 
Yeah. Yeah. After Did you, you not get it, get it? I got. Yeah, I got it. You become a little bit of a Republican after you get it. Yeah. You're like, like I don't like, really care. True. I got. I got it like two months ago. And then I was like, then it's like, why? Why am I wearing this mask? It's a hoax. And then I'm like, why do gay people need to get married? You know? <laughs> right. It's a slippery slope. It yeah. Is once a you get slope. it, you don't. If I had not gone it two months ago, then. I would be going extra crazy right now, honestly, because I really didn't want to get it. Like, I have friends who, like, their smell and taste is messed up. Like, that's food podcast related. I have a friend a year later, her taste is still messed up. And it's no. like, well, it's easy to laugh about it, but you're, you're wrong, though, because it's like, Oof. it's like. It's, that was actually my biggest, my biggest fear with the whole thing. Because I was like, I know I'm not going to die if I get this, but, like, fucking, if I lose my taste and smell, that's like, that's a big deal for me. I don't want, I don't want it's that scary. happening. scary. Yeah. All right. Let's say. You're on death row, and let's give you a good reason. So you went to Just Food for Dogs. You paid the <laughs> $75 for your dog's food that lasts him two, two days. You brought no, it to an independent. So she, you, it lasts forever. You brought Thank it you. to an independent lab and tested it, and you found out that the peas in it are not sustainable and organic, and you lost your shit. You're going to get a lawsuit. You went to Just Food for Dogs and you just shot up the whole place. Jesus then, Christ. I'm not playing along with this. Just Food for Dogs is a wonderful company. They make uh, home, they make uh, what do you call it? Natural cooked uh, whole whole foods. Anyway, now you're on death row. What I'm is your to death save you and Daniel doesn't think that you guys are bad. What is, what is your death row meal? Mm. Uh mm. Like my favorite thing ever, forever. It's like, it's not. It's not even my favorite favorite meal. But I probably do something like heavy and just stupid, like some fancy chicken parmesan with spaghetti. That's pretty good, actually. Do you have a place where you love their chicken parm? I don't actually. I've, I don't remember. Just... I've been to some like random restaurant that's not a chain, and it had like the my favorite chicken parm. But like I haven't had that in a long time. But like I think that would be my death row meal. That's a pretty good one. I'm okay with that. So you're not a big foodie, but what is the biggest, what's the best high-end meal you've ever had? Delicious or is like stupidest? No, stupidest as in like most like outlandish, expensive kind of, you know, tasting menu-y. Well, what stands out, well, I have two kind of funny ones. Do you want to hear both of them or one of them? I would love to. No, both of them. So I don't eat red meat. I don't eat pork. I'm very picky eater. I don't like, also I don't like a lot of things. Like I'm difficult, you know? Yeah, and no, we did. We we could we could get that from from the podcast. Okay, let's take. Can, can you give me three compliments, please? Okay, um, I think that I like your sweater. Um, I like your facial hair. It shows that you're kind of laissez-faire, which is cool. Okay, thank you. So I went, I went to Japan and I I filmed this thing there, and we did a. I filmed to, this thing there. You were you were one of the 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 highest rated America's Got Talent people, and you went to Japan. Runner up, top five acts of all time. No big deal. So I went to Japan, not for America's Got Talent though. And uh, I uh, we worked and we filmed a thing in this uh, fancy restaurant. Just but it was just for like the thing we were filming. And uh, the next morning, I was walking around Osaka, and I, this guy was like Taylor San. That's like Mr. Taylor. That's how they do it, you know? And yeah, I was like, yeah. it was this Japanese man. He talked to me in English. He's like, come to my restaurant. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? Excuse my language. So what do I do, you know? And uh, so I just felt uh, social awkwardness. This nice guy, he invited me to his restaurant. They're closed. But he brought me in. And uh, he's like, well, I'll feed you. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. But I'm saying no half out of awkwardness, but half because I'm scared he's going to make me eat stuff I don't want to eat. And... um. 
and if all the it was like Japanese style, so it was like pillows and like uh, food on the floor. And oh, he's cool. like, he's like, you're American. It's too, it's too uh, long legs. Go in this room. And I went in the room, and I came back. And he put up a table for me. He like, and he had all the staff. They cooked, they cooked all this uh, uh, pork stuff and like uh, Kobe steak and like all this fancy stuff. They made a wow. whole ridiculous meal for me, and it was like, it was like my own like, like like Larry David, like worst nightmare of just like, I'm the only person upset about the fanciest food of all time. And I ate all this food. I've never had, I never had steak in my entire life until. Oh my God. And uh, it was amazing. So I ate all this shit. It was so good. Anyway, but then the other one that was so ridiculous is I have a friend who's like a fancy actress and she invited me as her plus one to France to this con can festival. Ooh, name names. None, who's your friend? No names, no names. So then, but uh, it was like, uh, it was, uh, we were at this fancy dinner. Like, I would dare, I mean, you're a big food guy. I mean, you probably have been. So you and Selena Gomez are hanging out. Me and S- S- uh, Sego, as I call her. Sego, Sego. And she's like, Taylor, stop it. <laughs> I'm like, it's like Sega Genesis. She doesn't get it because she's so young, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm like, it's really funny because like in the 90s, Sonic the Hedgehog went, Sego, you're Sego. And it's like J-Lo. And then she walks away. But... Uh, That's a deep cut that the people who understand that are gonna really love it. Good people, they're good people. Good people then, on both sides. On both and, sides. And then uh, <laughs> that was funny. And then um, my dog just went. <sighs> did you hear that? It was pretty good. <laughs> Your dog's like, wrap it up. She literally just did that deep breath. Breath. Um, but it's one of those. It was like fancy people, like the richest thing. And I'm plus one. I shouldn't even be there. So I, I can't like whatever. But it's one of those things where like. Like literally, cele- it's cele- like richest executive celebrity, celebrity, stupidest, stupid thing I shouldn't be at. It's one of those things where every meal is brought, to- every plate is brought to you. Yeah. Like little, small. Yeah, it's a tasting things. menu. Whatever it is. And this is in Cannes? Mm-hmm. Okay. And like everything that's brought, I'm like, I don't even know what, the- what this is. Like if you put a gun to my, they say you're not supposed to eat anything that like your, if your, your great grandma looked at it, didn't know what it was. I don't know what any of these things are. First of all, like, who says that? That's what they Who say. Says that? For like My great grandmother was in Iran and wouldn't know what a hot dog was. I can't right. have hot you're dogs. Not to, you're not supposed to eat it. Exactly. Well, then I can only have weird Persian food. That uh, that's all I can have. Yeah. I don't like that theory. Well, I'm just telling you. Okay. That's the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> so then, uh, like, but she could. Look, she, your great grandma would look at my dog food and she'd be like, "Oh, it's good food. You, Dan can eat right. that. Right. <laughs> it's good food. It's yeah. food. No, grandma, that's just food for dogs. <laughs> that's the commercial for it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the ghost of your Persian great grandmother <laughs> and my dog. That's so. You should pitch that. Make I sh- love this. Tastes so good, grandma. <laughs> It's just food for dogs. That's honestly a great ad. <gasps> yeah. I'm going to see you in commercials. I'm going to sue you for stealing them from me. Only feed food to your dogs that grandma would approve of. Yeah. So, who, grandma, by the way, who hates dogs, she's like <laughs> cooking the dog. <laughs> she's like, grandma, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? All these rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, so, uh, just so food you for got you. you're at this. Wait, hold at on. End, no, that's the end. You're like she's like just food for humans, Daniel. <laughs> and you're like grandma. In the old country, there was war and famine, and we couldn't afford food for ourselves. Yeah, well, guess what, Grandma? We're in America now. 
and that food is just for dogs. You know who your grandma sounds like? Who? She sounds like um who's that little girl, young lady, young woman who's a uh who's Selena Gomez. Not Sega Sego, uh the one who um who loves the environment. Oh. Please stop putting <laughs> carbon out into the environment. Um, her name is like Baby Jessica or something. But baby Jessica. Your grandma sounds like her. With all respect, it's a compliment. But anyway, I, said, I went to this restaurant where like, everything is like, what, what, what is this? And like, and I blew, blew me away. Because it's so silly. Like, I don't care how rich you are. It's a bizarre place to go. Maybe yes. fun, but it's weird. But nobody, I was with all these fancy people, and nobody. You keep, uh, by the way, you keep saying that. You no, keep but I'm, saying I'm trying to make that the you're point. with a lot of fancy people. I know celebrities and okay. respect me. And, but like, no one, but everyone was pretending like it was normal, and no one was right. like, what is this? <laughs> like, me and my friend were the only people, like, secretly, like, this is what the heck is happening. You know? Yeah. It's Did you silly. enjoy it though? Was it enjoyable? It was bizarre. It was the most weirdest meal of my life, honestly. You know what's funny is that you and I have probably ended up at the same place vis-a-vis these fancy restaurants. Like I, in my foodie journey, you know, I started out getting into that stuff. And then like I just, all I wanted to do was have the craziest tasting menus all over the world, anywhere I went. And now I've like completely gone down to like, to me, like a, a nice bowl of pasta is going to be way more satisfying than like a 15 course meal that costs 400 bucks. Thank you so much, Betty, for agreeing with me. She agrees. That's interesting. What, what, what's like the trash food places that you eat at that I would respect you for? Well, it's funny you say that because the next question that I ask is what's your, the best low end meal that you've ever eaten? The best trash food places, I would say, I mean, I don't even want to call them trash food places because they're delicious, but I love a Chicken McNugget a lot and not the ones from Burger King. Not the ones from Burger King. (laughs) But look, I I don't have it very often, but I love Chicken McNuggets. I love fast food burgers a ton. Like I love an In-N-Out burger. Um, I did have a Whopper recently and and it wasn't very good, but... In general, I think I, I I judge that on the actual McDonald's, the franchise. I don't think that they're all bad. Right. I love Taco Bell more than life. Wow. Especially if you're drunk. Like, it's a fantastic drunk food. You have a lot of drunk questions. Like. And then I love I love uh, street tacos. Any, I, I've, I've rarely met a street taco I didn't like. Interesting. Um, what about you? What's your, what's your favorite low end? Seth Rogen says Burger King is the worst fast food place. How do you feel about that? Uh, Burger King is the worst fast food place. That's really, that's maybe the worst impression of anyone I've ever heard in my life. Also, stop putting carbon out into the ecosystems. I wonder if you could have done her if I didn't tell you that your grandma sounds just like her. Like, I bet you couldn't. But now that you can't, you're doing the most perfect impression I've heard ever, probably. But it's only baby Jessica. We still don't know her name. Uh, Greta von something. Greta van Susteren. Von Su- Greta van Susteren. <laughs> yes, that is. She has her own show on Fox News now. Good for her. No, she doesn't. Uh, You're getting her confused with um, Greta van Susteren. Is the one is the Fox News host? This is Greta. Used von. to be. Does she still have a Fox News show? I don't think so. I don't know. I think you're confusing her with uh, the lady who finds uh, missing children. But she is. It's on Fox Nation. Um. Okay. So, so what is the, the best low end meal? Place? You know what I like? But it's this place called Pickup Sticks that no one knows outside of LA. It's like a chain that like there was one in Arizona for a while. They have this house special chicken thing I like. That's pickup sticks. I don't know it. I'm trying not to say Chick Fil A because they're bad people. 
So I'm saying chick. I'm saying pickup sticks. I don't judge the food based on. You know, it's funny. Once I did a show for a uh, a Jewish community center, a JCC in South Carolina. And they don't have those? No, they do. There's there's Jews in South Carolina. Wow. And they took me to this barbecue. They're like, "What do you want to eat?" And I was like, "I want barbecue. I love barbecue." They're like, "We're gonna take you to the best place ever." And they're like. Are you weirded out by Confederate flags? I'm like, kind of. And they're like, but just trust us. This is the best barbecue ever. We got to go here. So we go to this place that's run by literally a guy who is like, who, you know, the South will rise again is like on a banner. There's a Confederate. This was before the Confederate flag got banned, but it was like the Confederate flag everywhere. And these guys were like super Jews. And they're like, we know, we know they probably, oh yeah. They're like, we know, we know they probably hate us, but man, their barbecue here is unbelievable. And the Jews with an accent. Yeah. They're, they're Southern Jews. They're, 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 they're Southern Jews. They're the, they're confetti Jews. I have a cousin in Georgia. His, his parents got divorced in Chicago, and the mom moved to Georgia, and it's weird. He has a Southern accent. I'm like, we're Jewish. What are you doing with that accent? It's wild. Here's the thing. If there's an alternative, give me a better alternative for Chick-fil-A. I'll go get it. Well, they have those things you can make at home. I had one, I had a friend who like stopped eating Chick-fil-A, and he's, he invited me to his house. He made me his own Chick-fil-A version, and it was like way better. It was unbelievable, honestly. Hmm. Who has time for that, you know? Oh, um, Andrew's saying Shake Shack has a chicken burger. Oh, Shake great. Shack. You know what, buddy? What? I would probably, if Shake Shack had drive-thru, I would go to Shake Shack, like, so much. Wait, why did they need a drive-thru? So I don't have to sit inside for a half hour to get my food? Why don't you just, so so you're too good to go to a fast food place to get online and just order the burger? I want, I don't like, I've been, I don't like going to places, uh, I'm an L.A. liberal Jew, whatever. Okay, that's what I am. You know, okay. probably, I I don't. I probably. Am. What does that What does that mean about waiting on lines for, at Chick Fil A? I'm not going in. I don't like going in places. I didn't like going in places before because I'm lazy. COVID was great. It was just like an extra reason not to go places. You know. But no, I need to drive through. I don't want to go inside. I'm embarrassed to eat fast food. Be seen eating fast food, honestly. Like, so I like. Oh to, my god, really? Is that true? No, I'm like half joking about everything I've said okay. this whole time, but. Um, <laughs> But there's some truth, but um, n- yeah, uh, give me a. F- I-, I like a drive-through. What's your What's your problem? Well, do you Postmates it? I, I feel like here's the problem. No, I don't trust. They they, they eat your French fries. They eat your. Fr- <laughs> you think so? Yes, there's like a statistic. Like one out of four French fries is eaten by Postmates. Oh my god, I'm not surprised by that at all. Actually. I would never do a like delivery of food for something where they can open the bag and eat a thing. Wow, I never even thought about that. You're and disgusting. honestly, if I were driving for Postmates, I would absolutely eat a French fry out of everyone's thing. Yeah. But now they put stickers on their bags and keep it closed, but you can you can fix that sticker, you know? Yeah, you can fix it. The problem is that Burgers never deliver well. A burger never delivers well because it's in its packaging for so long and then it steams in there and then everything just kind of become everything just kind of melts and becomes very mushy and it's not the same. I think a burger is one of those things you need to you need to either get it at the drive-thru and eat it in your car or you need to you need to be there and have it. You know who you should have on this show is John Hine. You ever listen to Howard Stern? No. John Hine is this guy, he's a producer on the show, but he created um Jump the Shark, like he had a website and he created a oh, website. Yeah. And I think he had like he wrote a book. He wrote a book all about fast food restaurants. And uh, his his method for fast food is he you check the bag when you're in line and then you put the bag in your back seat until you get home. Why? I don't get it. So you're, so you're not sneaking in there and eating food and then you get home, you don't have any food left. 
And it keeps it warm. Oh, interesting. Oh, but that's part of the fun, though, is having the fries on the drive home. You're not a pro like John Hine. I guess not. Do you drink alcohol, Taylor? Not really. No. Yeah, so I don't have like a hangover food. You don't have a drunk food. You don't have a hangover food. Do you have a favorite celebrity pers- food personality besides Dana Dude? Because <laughs> you wrote here, Dana Dude, Dana Dude, Dana Dude, but you can't use me. You are my favorite. You really are my favorite one. Come on. There's got to be someone else. This could be anyone, like a Guy Fieri. It could be a Anthony Bourdain. It can be whomever. Um, it can even be a chef of a restaurant that you really love. Um, is Ronald McDonald a chef? Ronald McDonald is absolutely a... I don't I don't know if he I think originally he was actually in the back of the of the kitchen cooking and then he like outsourced like he got he got it down and he's hired other people to do it yeah so Ron McDonald is your favorite food personality um yeah Anthony Bourdain's cool um oh you know who it is the property brothers okay how are they a food personality Andrew <laughs> Andrew yes did you did you get that, buddy? The Property Brothers are a Food Network personality. But I'm it's like just a, as lost as Dan. But it's a bit, buddy. Yeah, I'm playing into the bit. It's a fun bit. No, you're I'm, not. You're going, huh? Yeah, that's f- and then you justify it, and then I and then we go on. That's how improv works. Like you have to justify. Mm. Yes, and can I tell you? Ever since you got on Cobra Kai, you talk a lot of shit. Can I tell you that? Cobra Kai never dies. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm wearing my Cobra Kai hat right now. Anthony Bourdain's my favorite guy. He's No, too late. Ronald McDonald and the Property Brothers. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so desert island food. So you're trapped on a desert island. You have one food you can eat for the rest of your life, and you will never tire of it. What would it be? Probably mangoes. Really? Wait, it doesn't have to be like an island food. Are you saying that because that's probably what you <laughs> Why find? Why are you mad at me? I gave you a good answer finally, and you're like, No. <laughs> Matzah bread? No. I'll, let's go back. I'll take mangoes. I just bought matzah matzah. I almost put it in the refrigerator too, but then it would, it would look like I staged it because you don't put matzah in the refrigerator. But your dog in it is not staged, and it's also a Sub-Zero, not a refrigerator. She, thank you. <laughs> she liked it. I was worried about picking the right picture because I don't look like I'm torturing my dog, but she has this look that I have a lot where you look like you're confused or scared like deer in the headlights, and people think that I'm nervous or they think I'm concerned or mad at them or weirded out, but it's just my, it's my default. My resting bitch face is like confusion, but my dog has the same thing. People tell me I look like my dog. I become that guy who looks like his dog. It's pretty wild. Oh my God. I kind of get it. We both have that look of like, did you just wake up uh, recently? <laughs> uh, and, we, and we rock that all day, you know? But you're also both kind of cute and you're both like, Thank is you. that dog? It, you know, you and you both have that vibe of like people who eat at health food stores of like, is that person actually healthy even though they're spending so much money on food? Do I um, have that vibe if I go to health food stores? Yeah, you know, people in health food stores always look a little, like, anemic. Okay, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I feel like you'll have a lot of these, but what is a food that you can't stand eating? Oh, mayonnaise is number one. And Whoa. Three, four, five. Really? Actually, I think there was... I'm trying to remember who the other guest was who hated mayonnaise, but that's come up a bunch of times. You just think it's kind of... Oh, it, I think it was Ryan Gall. Yeah, mayo grosses you out. It's the most disgusting thing on the planet. Like, when we did America's Got Talent, like, in the... Bef- so there's, like, the second round is, like, the judge cut. That's how it used to be. And, like, it's not live yet. And, like, they could still cut you and never air you. Once you get to live shows, then it's, like, legally... It's casting up into the live shows. Right. So they can cut you for any reason. So you don't want to piss out the producers. And also, yeah. you don't be a jerk. And you want, I, I, was, I, I wanted them to like me. But like, they put us in a holding room for hours. It was really, and that's back when they wanted to. 
I think it was a little bit of psychological torture stuff too. That's my theory. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think they do that stuff anymore. But I th- I think it was also convenience. Let's get everyone out of the hotel. You don't have to cattle. You don't have to get. You don't have to call people. They're all in the same room. But this, we're in holding rooms for like six to eight hours. It was so crazy. Oof. And like it was biz- and uh, so I'm surrounded by all these like lunatics, you know. And um, and uh, and then they so they had Earl of Sandwich was in the casino. I think it was Bally's Casino or something. Oh, no, we're staying. No, it was Planet Hollywood Casino. The the food that they had was Bally's. It was Earl of Sandwich, some sandwich shop. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm kind of picky. And they're like, you, here's what we have. We'll have different stuff. I'm like, I don't eat red meat. We'll have turkey sandwiches. I'm like, I, I just have to do no mayonnaise. They're like, yeah. yeah. The sandwiches have mayonnaise on them. And I'm just like, I'm not trying to be difficult. And this is really, me not trying to be difficult. Like, I'm scared of upsetting people. Like, I'm really. No, I understand. But I was like, I can't eat this. They're like, you take it off. I'm like, yeah, mayonnaise, you can't take it off. So I'm just, my point of bringing this up is this was like a dire, desperate career opportunity for me. And I still had to fight for no mayonnaise. Like, Wow. I was like, I can't do this. They're like, you take it off. I'm like, I can't. You have to let me go to another shop down the street. Wow. They're like, you can't. I'm like, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to build it. I'm going to starve. I Wait, can't. I have a question. Do you like eggs? Um, I never ate eggs in my entire life until like probably like six or seven years ago. And did you like them? Um, I don't like the yolk. Uh, One of my okay. worst experiences of my life, I went to this egg slut place. Have you been there? Yeah. I, I hate that name. It's, it's so... I, it's I'm, like we're gonna make a provocative name and just serve a regular basic egg sandwich. It's really an aggressive name. Like it's it seems bad for business, honestly. Like don't you want families to go there? Like why do you call it egg slut? It's really right. silly. And it's in yeah. it's in shopping malls too. Like it's like Yeah. But anyways, but like <laughs> I can eat an egg sandwich. <laughs> Suddenly you become like a conservative Republican over an egg slut. <laughs> you know what? I just wanna be one with your fan base. So uh, I'm now a conservative Republican and I'm racist like you. So this oh is Oh my god. And I'm gonna i I'm gonna throw my dog in the street and I'm gonna go buy a ten thousand dollar labradoodle. Um <laughs> but at egg slut, they have these egg sandwiches and you bite into them. And then the yolk, or the, what do you call it? The yellow stuff? Is yeah, the yolk. It like runs out. It runs out. That's part of the shtick. It's literally nauseating to me. Oh, interesting. So that might be why you don't like mayonnaise, because mayonnaise is basically just egg yolk and oil. Yeah, I don't like egg yolk or oil. You don't like oil? You're I not like, an oil guy? You're not an oil guy. You know what I say when I see oil? What? Oil. <laughs> I go, oil. Ooh. That's bad. <sighs> Can you cut out the first one? Just put it in the No. Nope. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, cut out the first one. And wait, and Andrew, I didn't know it, you're and leaving go, them both. <laughs> you're leaving them both in. But mayonnaise is the worst thing ever. It's funny. I love I love mayonnaise so much. I feel like actually it's an underrated condiment. And I feel like most of the mayonnaise that we... If you make mayonnaise at home, it's really delicious. And very different. It's a little mustardy. You're supposed to put a little mustard in your mayonnaise. First of all, people get mad... People get so mad at you when you say no mayonnaise on their thing. They judge really? you. For, at the restaurant, they judge you. And huh. then my whole life, by the way, is asking for like a turkey burger or whatever, whatever I eat. And then they put mayonnaise on it. And then I say no mayonnaise. Then they put mayonnaise on it. Then I go, I said no mayonnaise. Then they're mean to me afterwards. I'm like, I, why? And also right. people, sh- and then people, and people, not youth, but other people, they judge me and they say, you don't like mayonnaise? You should be happy. I'm saving more mayonnaise for you. You should be thanking me. Right. Like, and if there's the end of the world, there's one jar of mayonnaise left, you get double mayonnaise, buddy. <laughs> People, instead of shame, they shame. They shame. I've experienced so much they mayonnaise. Egg, they, they egg slut shame you. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's pretty good. Well, this seems to be going into our final question perfectly, which actually I'm very curious what yours is here because I have many of them. But what is your restaurant pet peeve? No soap. When you go to touch the, the soap dispenser, it's the ones that's not automatic, so you have to touch it. Be like, I'm going to touch it, but soap, it's going to be disgusting, but soap's going to come out. Right. And then soap doesn't come out, and then it's the, <laughs> it's the worst moment of my life and i've had many of those but it's the worst thing that could ever happen to me that is so good i don't think anyone's ever had that before that's yeah, a, that's a new pet disgusting. peeve <laughs> you ever go to israel yeah everywhere I, I don't think they have soap in israel whoa we are ending on an anti-semitic note apparently <laughs> i'm a proud jew i went on birthright <laughs> i went on the jew trip to meet a jewish bride I've never experienced la- less soap in my entire life. But to be fair, they had us in hostels and stuff. So, like, maybe, like, they kept us with the peasants. But, like, it was... Uh, but peasants should use soap. Peasants actually probably don't use soap, and that's why their immune system is really good because they have a lot of that, you know, <laughs> the the bacterial flora all over their body, and constantly their immune system is reacting to it and strengthening itself. That's a great point. Maybe that's why I have asthma and allergies and reflux because I use too much soap. Absolutely. Start. Maybe your pet peeve is going to be the death of you. You know what? I'm going to stop bathing. That's what I got from this. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. What's your restaurant pet peeve? I have a lot of them, but lately it's... I really hate when the server doesn't really read the room and know when to come in and will just like barge in and say something like while you're like mid-story. Oh, that's a good one. That bothers me a lot. Um, I also don't love upselling by the server. Like yesterday I went to lunch with with uh, a couple people for my cousin's birthday and we were like completely full. We ate a lot. And then we were like looking at the dessert and we were like, oh, the tiramisu looks great. She's like, oh, it's fantastic. You should also get the profiteroles. And we were like, oh, cool. We were looking at that too. She's like, yeah, but let's see, there's six of you. So I would go three tiramisus and three profiteroles. And we're like, no, we'll take one of each. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, I have more. You want to hear more? Yeah, keep going. This is like, like not fancy restaurant thing, but like when they hand you the, like the, the cup, and they put their fingers in it. Oh, interesting. So when they're bringing you the cup, when they're bringing you like a cup of water or a wine glass. No, and- like you, like you're at like a restaurant, and like, can I get a cup for like self serve? Uh, oh yeah, and they're and they they hand you like the plastic cup or whatever with the and finger. They put in their it. put their finger in there. And That's I'm just like, crazy. It's it out. Of, it's out of the out of the world crazy. Yeah. And thank you for agreeing with this. And then they do weird moves where they they put the straw inside the thing, like with the, with the wrapping. And I'm just like, yeah. hey, listen, money hands with cocaine and poop all over your fingers, you know? <laughs> and your, your free, creepy money fingers. Don't put things inside the thing. It's the most simple thing on earth. Don't do that, you know? So, you, so it seems like a lot of your pet peeves come from, like, cleanliness and, and sanitary stuff. Yeah. Also, I went to France when I was 12, and, like, this stands out to me. This is um, scarred, scarred me. They, they, they had, like, a, the bread at the table, you know? Oh, I'd love to get to the story, but we've run out of time. Taylor, tell everyone where they can find you. It's a bit. It's a bit. I want to hear it. So you're in France. No, you, you won't know. You'll never know. No, no, no. I really want to hear it. No, you want to know. I already know it. <laughs> it was a funny bit. No, I, I didn't. You're the only one who could do funny bits? It was a funny bit. I, Andrew, was that a funny bit? Andrew, please say it was. I thought it was real for a second. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I love Andrew. Like he, he's like on a delay. He's in a different country, and then, and then he's just very serious with his responses. I love it. 
No, okay, so you're in France when you're 12. So they, you only have like a, a bread, a, a, a basket of bread, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how this? Uh, how you say? Uh, uh, the pain. The pain. Uh, I just watched Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon. Have you seen that, by the way? The cartoon, the movie, or is the there cartoon. a cartoon now? But they they made a live action version, so I'm specifying the cartoon. Okay, got it. But there is a series, but it's crazy. The plot is, I watched this a week ago because okay. I'm, I'm writing an animated music feature length musical, and that's my new pivot in this business. And uh, cool, uh, yeah, you, I like that pivot. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, so then. Uh, so her dad gets kidnapped. Okay. She goes to save her dad, and the beast guy. She's not even like, "What the heck, you're a beast." She goes, "Hey, listen, beast. This is her number. It's like she 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 would be the worst on Shark Tank negotiating. She just goes right to because her dad's a prisoner, right? And she goes, "Hey, beast. You know what? Take me forever instead." <laughs> and I'm just like, "That's your negotiating tactic." <laughs> like, and then he just he, so then. She's his prisoner forever, and then uh, she uh, she's just like I'm not coming to dinner. And then she dresses nice and comes to dinner, and she's like, and she doesn't go see her dad. Like, and then and then and then she runs away. And he lets her run away, and then she comes back. And I know there's no cell phones back then, but why doesn't she go? Listen, I'm gonna go make sure my dad knows I'm okay, and then I'm gonna come back. You know, she just stays okay. there. Okay. Anyways, French people are weird. Is my point. Wait, no. What I thought that was going to relate to well, French. They're fr- they're France. I thought it was a food story coming. With no, the that friends. was a side. That was a side. That was a tangent. She had Stockholm syndrome. But I went to France once, and um, I'm sponsored by uh, Disney Plus. By the way, um, I have to mention a Disney movie. So they, you know, they have a bread basket. Yeah. Don't cut out that last part. By the way, you know how to say bread in Japanese? Um, no. I don't know either. No, no, I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's a pon. Pon? Pon. They stole from the Spaniards. Um, yeah, because there's there's no bread in Japanese cuisine, so I could imagine that they just use a word from a, a bread culture. It's not true. I went to Starbucks in Tokyo and I had a croissant. Right. Okay. So they had a bread basket at this French restaurant, and then guess what they did with the bread that was not eaten? What? Guess. I say guess, buddy. Oh, um, they would give it to the dogs? That'd be great. Is Lady and the Tramp in France? They're in England or something, right? Um, the, stay focused. I want to hear what happens to the bread. You know they, the table is the dog, by the way? In, uh, in, not the table, but like the, the, the chair, like the thing you brush your feet on? It's a dog. It, when, they, when everyone at the end, spoiler alert, it becomes a dog. What are you talking about? And Beauty, Beauty and, and the, the Beast? beast the, the, the stool, the chairs. Anyway, so they put the bread from your table. I'm done eating... Later, au revoir. Yeah. Peace out, you know? Yeah. They take, I watched them take the bread bowl, open a drawer by the entrance where the, like, the, uh, the host is, you know, like, welcome. Mm. They, they open a drawer and they pour the bread in there. Oh, and they just leave it for, it's like a communal bread thing and they just add it to the next person who needs bread. Yeah. And there was no, and there wasn't even like a cloth. There was no bowl in there. It was just a fucking dirty French drawer. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that because I, I just came back from Paris and French, the French are very, they have a different level of like, it's, it's things that we would call very unsanitary, but to them it's very normal. Like there was a bar I went to and they just had huge bowls of like almost like a bowling bowl size of butter that was just like on the bar, like every six 
every four people. And you you know you could just get get bread and there's communal butter that everyone would just kind of go into sitting at the bar, and it was very fun and cool. But it was like you know if this was in America, Taylor Williamson would go nuts. Would you go bobbing for apples? No, that's disgusting. It's the same thing. I don't like apples that much. Who <laughs> likes apples enough that so much that they need to bob for them? It's disgusting. If it was like bobbing for truffles, I'd be bobbing. Would you? If it was bobbing for yeah, I'd bob for a truffle. What if all your unvaccinated fans were there too? <laughs> anti-vax fans <laughs> wait, wait, wait one more so uh no i'm 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 with you i'm super republican now like now i'd sneak it i'd sneak someone into a comedy club if they say you have to be vaccinated and i'll be like you're not vaccinated come i'll get you in you know what's really funny is that there's a there's a definite fissure within the comedy community about covid like comedy clubs are like pretty lax about it especially like the laugh factory like anyone can come in no masks no one's wearing masks like in the crowd really maybe a couple people but like they're not like making you do it you go to an improv show oh boy they want like antibody tests they want and you're wearing your you have to wear your mask during the show it's like very very there's like a comedy club improv is a very interesting kind of differential there yeah because if you go to an improv show they want to be able to punish you in every way possible with your eyes <laughs> your ears and they can cover your face you know what, what i do with the improv show is i i put the mask over my eyes <laughs> wait I, I have one more germ thing so uh, food you know you ever had this did you ever go to synagogue when you were a kid yeah i don't know if this was just my cool rabbi he was fun rabbi great guy shout hey, out hey how's it going guys cool, coolest rabbi he had a gun under the bima like cool guy like badass cool guy. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he's awesome. This guy's wow. the coolest guy. And um, but they did this thing where they have challah bread, you know? Yeah. It's the Jewish bread, you know? And then all the kids get to come up and eat the pieces of it. Mm-hmm. This is the way that it's like religious washing your hands. They just pour water on your hands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You take the... like a pitcher and pour water on your hands, and you each take a piece of the dirty bread. Yeah, yeah. That is a that is a thing in Judaism, which actually, in a weird way. During the Black Plague, people were blaming Jews for the plague because Jews weren't getting it at the same rate as other people. So they were like, oh, these Jews are causing this plague. And the reason they weren't getting it was because of that ritual, Netilat Yadayim, the, the washing of the hands, where even though it was just water, that was way more than people were doing back then anyway. So they got much, much less rates of... They died at a much less rate, but then they were murdered because people <laughs> thought that they were causing the Black Plague, but they were just cleaning their hands and having chicken sausage. That's terrible, Andrew. That was Andrew that laughed awkwardly there. That was not me. <laughs> that was Andrew, that bastard. Um, um, what that's what's that called? What? What? The, Neti Lacha Daim? That's the water. That's the washing of the hands before eating. Yeah, that's like a very like people weren't doing that before. That was like a. It was like a weird Jewish thing. Like, look at those weird Jews actually washing the filth off their hands before eating. So we created hygiene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we created the first food laws as well, like in terms of like cleanliness, food cleanliness. Now they're a little out of control, the kosher laws. They don't really make much sense anymore. Wow. But if you think about it, back then, I'll just give you one example. Like one of the – this was before refrigeration. So a lot of times th- what they would do is – they would like cut off a part of a leg of a cow, but keep the cow alive because they wanted it living so they could eat more of the cow and just like eat parts of it. And it would be really torturous to this cow. And the Jews were the first ones that said, you have to slaughter an animal. Wow. So a lot of them were like the first like ethical animal. Like they were like the, you know, Michael Pollan omnivore's dilemma of their, of their time. Oh yeah, Michael Pollan. Yeah. 
<laughs> that guy. <laughs> wow. We learned some. Andrew, are you a Jewish friend? No. <laughs> He's, he's so not sad. even a, he's not even a friend of the Jews. No, no, no. I'm uh, oh. I'm uh, I was raised Christian evangelical. Oh, that's right. Andrew was like super religious, and well, then he like really went for it. And then I was I like, thought Andrew yeah. was doing the Jeff Ross thing where you uh, you you cut off your your Jewish last name and you have two first names. I don't want to give oh. out Andrew's identity, but unless he oh. wants to, Andrew's he's got Steven. two first names. No, my Andrew grandpa Stevenberg. was adopted, and so there's like a weird. Name oh. lineage that I don't even know. Weird. Andrew has a rescue grandpa. Wow. Did they rescue him from the grandpa shelter? Andrew, I apologize for this. <laughs> I respect your grandfather. <laughs> I respect you too. I, Andrew, how much does he pay you? I'll pay you double to stop working for him and just hang out. <laughs> uh, Taylor. Andrew, Andrew, would you do that? <laughs> Andrew, I'll literally pay you double, but he pays you to not. I don't work. pay him. The network pays him. What network is this? The Podglomerate. Podglomerate.com. Is that the good one? Yeah, it's fantastic. They're can great. I, can, I, can, you pay, can I be paid? You were just going to poach their head producer. Now you want to get paid? Yeah. No, that's not how this works. That is not how this works. I'm trying to raise a child here. You, the, well, if you gave it regular food, you wouldn't have to crowdsource for money. It's, it's she? Look at this. <laughs> I just have love... Anytime I need it, I'm just like, will you love me? And she's like, okay. It is actually, again, it's the cutest version of a Chernobyl rat that you would ever see. Rat is offensive. Why? Because it's anti-Semitic, first of all. Rats are anti-Semitic? No, it's anti-Semitic to call a Jewish woman a rat. Oh, she's Jewish? Yes. Your dog? Yes. I didn't know that. Is that how it works? Does it go to you adopt it and then it becomes your religion? Are you saying it's through the mother, not through the father? Well, I don't know what religion it was before it was, you know, uh, what what religion the people were that that left her for dead. <laughs> well, she's Chicana. She's she's, Chicana. she's probably Catholic. She's like a she's Mexican she's, Catholic. She, well, I had her circumcised when I got her. I had oh, you gave her a female circumcision. She, she's Jewish now. I think that makes her like Muslim. That's like a Somalian. <laughs> uh, listen, Betty, <laughs> don't listen to this man. She had a okay. great perm. She dressed up like a cow. It was really funny. That's very cute. No, I actually do think your dog is very, very cute. And I, I, I jest over, over DM because this is it's, it, it's become your cause, and it's actually very. So it, I follow the shelter that I got her from, and then they post. It's like thirst traps. It's called Wagmore. The Ellen DeGeneres show just had them on. It's the very foo-foo LA spot to get your dogs. Like Miley right. Cyrus got a dog there, Jennifer Aniston, you know, Taylor Williamson, all the greats, you know? And uh, Wagmore Pets. But if you follow them, every post is just the cutest homeless dog you've ever seen in your life. So I repost, I share them on my stories. I'm just like, because I want them. So I'm like, someone has to get this. And then this this bastard, Dana Dude from Cobra Kai... In premium blend, he writes ugly dog, roast dog, yuck. He tries to get a rise out of me, and it works because every time I'm just, it's just like, how dare you? I mean, it's just fun to get a rise out of you. And some of those dogs are objectively gross. <sighs> you know, I considered when I went to the shelter because, like, I wanted the cute, sexy dog, you know? Yeah. And, but then, like, I said, I'll meet the other dogs too. And then, like, the other dogs were like, pick me, pick me, and they weren't cute. But I was like, you know what? The dog picks you. 
like maybe I should oh, go boy. for one of these like ugly dogs that loves me, you know, that needs right. love. Right. But then this sexy dog over here, she was feeling. <laughs> oh, so she was in the sexy section. What did the ugly section look like if that dog was in the sexy section? I'm not gonna. I, I Andrew. No, Andrew's not gonna bail you out. Andrew, <laughs> do you allow anti-Semitism on podglomerate? It's not anti-Semitic to say someone is unattractive. Please, to say a Jewish woman is unattractive <laughs> is anti-Semitic. <laughs> You said hand. that you said Jews don't wash their hands in Israel. I said that people in Israel don't wash their hands. <laughs> or they might secretly. Maybe they travel with soap. You know what in Japan what they do? What? There's no trash cans anywhere in Japan. Right, right. If you go to New York City, there's trash cans everywhere. There's more trash. It smells like trash. Tokyo, zero trash cans anywhere, literally. Guess how much trash they have on the floor? Don't guess. I'll tell you. Zero. Because no. people, my friend walks around with a little baggie. Right. And he, he puts his trash in his little baggie. Well, yeah. so maybe in Israel, everyone has a little hand soap in their pocket. That's a very liberal reading of the situation. That's a very generous <laughs> reading of the situation. I doubt that's what it is. What do you think it is? Um, I think you were probably just staying at hostels, like you said, and they just weren't, <laughs> and they weren't on top of their shit. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> well, yeah, listen, are we done? Yeah, we're done. Taylor, tell everyone where they can find you. Mm. Santa Monica, that's where I live. Right. Love the, I have a tan, I'm by the beach. I walk outside, I'm on the ocean. <laughs> um, uh, you can find me, uh, my name's Taylor Williamson. I was runner up on America's Got Talent. TaylorWilliamson.com has links to all my things. Uh, at Taylor Comedy, uh, Instagram, Twitter. And it's T A Y L O R. Why do you have to say that? You're is part there of a, the problem. You're part oh, of is the there, problem. Are there other ways to spell it? <laughs> Maybe you're like a. Maybe you're. They spell it like like a like the seamstress, like the tailor. Where are you from? <laughs> Where did you grow up? New York. New York City. <laughs> no, Long Island. Mm. Where are you from? San Diego. I told you. Oh, that's right. The Tijuana of Mexico, but America. Are you from? Uh, what's the place that rich people live and they they take a helicopter to perform a Madison Square Garden from there? The Hamptons. Yeah, that's where you're from, huh? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> No, I'm not. You're from the Hamptons. It all makes sense I'm now. I'm wow. not from the Hamptons. Wow. That's what I, look at you with your $5,000 dogs. You're from the Hamptons. Um, if you want to see more pictures of uh, dogs from the Ugly Bin, follow Taylor's Instagram. <laughs> and You really he go hard to, here. He loves to hear all about it. <laughs> Listen, at Taylor Comedy is my Instagram. It links to my dog's Instagram where several several celebrities follow her. It's wild, the celebrities. Which celebrities? Name names. Selena I Gomez? I, I guess I can say it's not bad for just bragging that celebrities follow my dog. No. Who? We got um, Holland Roden. She's a... <gasps> who is that? Super famous. No one Actress, knows Actress, supermodel. Nope. You're literally wrong. You, Andrew, help us out here. Okay, who else? Uh, Jillian Bell, great actress, comedian, writer. Jillian Bell's amazing, yes. Mm-hmm. Respect. Uh, Rachel Antonoff, amazing, um, what do you call it, wardrobe designer of clothing. Uh, yes, yes. Respect. Uh, uh, Will Sasso, great comedian actor. <laughs> I, she's got a new famous follower recently. Oh, Marilyn Rice Cub follows her. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Betty's she's a comic. She's one of us, though. She's one of us. She's what we wish we were. Marilyn. She's in the music video for um, The Good Life by Weezer. Really? Yes. Huh. She's in Dude, Where's My Car? No way. 
I thought she just did like 24 and that was like her big claim to fame. No, she's been around, buddy. Um, we should have her on, actually. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do it. Me and her and Betty. Yeah, I love it. Taylor, I, I love you very much. This was... Oh. I hope this was as entertaining for you as it was for me. Was this the best episode you've done? This was definitely one of the funnier ones. Really? Yeah. It was, so you say it's on, like I was being silly, but it's not one of the worst. I really thought it was one of the worst episodes you've done. You think it's one of no, the worst? No, absolutely not, dude. There have been, trust me, there have been duds. Who is the worst? <laughs> um, I don't want to <laughs> name names. <laughs> But like, were they very serious people? Yeah, I think it was just kind of serious, and they because it, it's funny. The episode doesn't go good or bad based on how much the person cares about food. Like, it could be someone like you that's not like a big foodie, and it's a very fun episode. But if people are just like duds and like not really engaging, you know, it's not a fun episode. Can we say so that we recorded episodes that haven't aired? Oh yeah, actually, that's true. We have recorded uh, a few episodes that haven't aired. A few? Yeah. But yeah. like not because they didn't. You didn't press. Not because Andrew didn't press record. No, we recorded, and I just like, I just hated the vibe of the guests. Like most of, most of the time, it was like if the guests thought they were too cool for school. That's wild. Like, All right. Well, we're not gonna air it, it's, and I just don't. Yeah. Wait. Wow. Listen. And I don't tell them, and then they'll reach out and be like, "Hey, when is our episode airing?" And I'm like, "Oh man, the sound was really awful on it. We're not going to air it. I'm sorry." Oh, you know what's great? And they're not. You know, they're not listening to this to find out no, that you lied. They to didn't them. even. They didn't even care to be on the podcast, so they they ain't following us. Why did they do it? <sighs> um. I think because a lot of people are like wanting to get on, believe it or not, a lot of people want to get on this podcast. Their reps are telling them to get on it, and so they're promoting something maybe, and they want to get on it. Well, should my reps? My reps? Should they tell them? I, I'm always scared to make jokes in case they hear things. I love my reps. Um, so uh, <laughs> you fear? Uh, is it looks like you fear your reps more than you love your reps. <laughs> I love my reps, and I will. I will make fun of my reps, and I love them all to death. They're they're the best. Yeah, you're on Cobra Kai. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, baby. Um, uh, I um, I should plug something. Shift. Follow my. Um, I don't know. Uh, we got a comedy. I'm gonna put out a comedy special soon. Listen, oh fun, yeah. So uh, check that out. Check me I love out. It. I appreciate you. I love you both, and thanks for having me. I love you. And if you guys haven't seen Taylor's comedy, it's it's some of the funniest, most interesting, different comedy. It's different from everyone else's. He really has a particular voice that is so much fun, and I am. I really love watching him, and I think you will too. Hey, thank you. I have an album, an older album on. You can listen to it for free on Spotify if you don't give me money. But it's on iTunes if you want to give me money, and uh, it's an hour of my jokes. And thank you for your support, buddy. Awesome. All right, thank you, Taylor. All right, bye, everyone. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Stephen and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram, and Twitter at StandUpDan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube. Like and subscribe, please. We need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun 
element of the show. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.